Glory and praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Hail to you, our King, obedient to the Father. You were led to your crucifixion like a gentle lamb to the slaughter. Glory and praise to you, O Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand them over to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver, and from that time on, he looked for an opportunity to hand them over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said to them, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. In your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after another, Surely it is not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who has dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Rabbi. And he answered, You have said so. The Gospel of the Lord. The tension builds day after day as we work our way through Holy Week. This day is known in the tradition as Spy Wednesday because it's the day that Judas becomes a spy, as it were, and begins uh, to plot the actual betrayal. Now, this is not claiming like that the timeline was this compressed, and the first time Judas thought about this was Wednesday and Jesus was dead by Friday. That's not the idea. And if you read carefully... Mondays, Tuesdays, and today, Wednesdays, Gospels, you'll see this isn't being presented chronologically on purpose, but it is trying to make a statement about Judas's character. And I think Judas's character should concern every one of us in as much as there's not a person sitting here today who has not at some point found themselves betraying the Lord. Every snarky, snot-nosed 12-year-old in catechism class has asked since time immemorial, well, what about Judas? Is Judas in hell? What happened to him? Now, the honest answer is, oh. <laughs> but, but the reason the kid is asking the question is important. Because The fact that we can ask that question in concern over Judas means that we recognize that at least as the evangelists give us the story, 
he's the villain. Judas is intended to be the bad guy in the story. There's not, there's not really another way to frame him. Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice, they, they, they wrote a lovely musical, has nothing to do with reality. The Judas we're presented in the Gospels is not a maligned social justice warrior. He's just wicked. He was stealing money from the pot for the poor people, which is not the sort of thing that a person concerned for poor people does. The tradition does something very particular with Judas, and this is not the same as the sermon where Father PJ condemned Judas to hell, but, but, but the, serm, the, the tradition tells us something very important about Judas, and it's this. In the early church, sort of fan fiction rose up. Much of these are handed down to us today as, as uh, apocryphal gospels or epistles. Whenever you hear something about the gospel of Judas, or the gospel of Mary, or the gospel of this, that, and the other guy, that's what they're talking about. In those early epistles, gospels, and acts that were written, there was fan fiction that was considered entirely acceptable that saw Caiaphas die as a martyr, and Pontius Pilate die as a martyr, and even Herod, and they all knew how Herod died because it was real public just a little bit later, even Herod converting before his death. But the one character in the story that isn't saved by anybody in history is Judas. Now, you could rightly say, Father, you're beating up kind of hard on Judas. What's this about? I'm not trying to judge the state of Judas's soul, but I want us to learn from the pattern of Judas's actions. Judas fell into sin, a series of sins, probably, right? Certainly avarice, stealing from the common money pot, um, a certain amount of hypocrisy, chastising the woman, anointing the Lord's feet. But most importantly, despair. Judas repents. He recognizes later, I have sinned by shedding innocent blood. But he doesn't convert. Recognizing I've done a wrong thing is not the same thing as claiming it as my own as recognizing the defect in my character that led me to sin. And it is certainly not the same thing as committing not to do the sin again. Most of us would like to get off pretty easy. It's the, way that, it's the reason that we frame our sins in the passive. Well, I guess sometimes maybe I don't give enough to poor people. Not I miserly, which would be the honest version, Sometimes I just don't give enough to poor people. I guess maybe sometimes I, uh, I don't always use the best language. I cuss. It's what you're trying, right? But we distanciate ourselves from our sin, right? We think that if we align ourselves too much with the sin, that it'll somehow run us. But the truth is the opposite here. If we can claim the way that we've sinned, we can let it go and then be loved. Judas's sin is not in the betrayal. Peter does that too. But Judas can't bring himself to be loved back. There's a famous window of Judas in a church in Germany. It's meant to capture the end of this scene. He's faced, his body's faced away, but he's looking back over his shoulder, and his halo is black. 
Look at your halos tonight. See the state of your soul, whether it's shiny enough or bright enough, or whether there's some gunk that we need to clean off afterwards. But more importantly than that, don't let your sins define you. Name them, claim them, and let them go.